Well, good morning, folks. Here we are a day closer to the 2022 elections. And uh, this is reminding me of the number of times that I have heard these are the most important elections that have ever taken place. And I've heard that many, many times in the past, in my adult life, since I've been a voter. And it's perhaps very true that every one of those elections that were coming along were the most important elections of that moment in time. There may be more important elections in the future. Certainly 2024 is going to be a very, very important election. But we're not there yet. We don't know if the world's going to be there in 2024. We don't know if the Lord's returning before 2024. So 2022 becomes, in my opinion, the most important election cycle in the history of the United States. Why? Well, because we have had Democratic control now, uh, first in Washington, since uh, January 20th, I think, of 2021, with uh, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris being in power along with Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer. Um, as indicated on previous podcasts, um, they are four of the most evil people that have been in power in our government in a long, long time. And but we have a responsibility as Christians, to see that our governments follow the rule of God as outlined in his word. That's our responsibility, even when those in power are against us. And so that means we can never, ever sit out an election. We simply can't. Uh, there was a... Um, great statement that was said by someone that said, when we uh, pull a lover for a candidate, we are not sending them a valentine. It does not mean that we are in love with them, but it is a chest move to help us determine how we are going to be able to live our lives under the government control in the country in which we live. That's very well stated. And so uh, as we look back into the 2020 election, just for a moment, we find that uh, up to 25% of born-again evangelical Christians would not vote for a presidential candidate because they would not vote for Joe Biden because, quite frankly, he's evil. He's evil with regard to almost every stance that he takes. He is immoral, and he's forcing that on the American people. And so, rightly so, evangelical Christians said, for the most part, there's no way we can vote for him. Now, that left them with Donald Trump as a candidate, and they decided that they wouldn't, 25% of them decided they wouldn't vote for him either because he has a history of being a sinner. And so they stayed at home, and they didn't vote for either candidate, or maybe they went to the polls and they voted for other things and other candidates, but they wouldn't poll a lover for uh, either of the candidates that were running. I believe that was a, an incredible mistake, a big judgment, error in judgment, and needs to change for the 2022 midterm elections. Why? 
Because if you're an evangelical Christian and you're only going to pull a lever for someone that's perfect, you need to wait for our Lord and Savior, the King of Kings, the Lion of the tribe of Judah, the Lord of Lords, the very Son of God, Jesus himself, to put his name on the ballot. He's not on this year. He's nowhere. He's not on the ballot for anybody going to Washington. He's not on the ballot for anybody going to Albany in New York State or in any other capital of any other state in this country. He's not there. He's not there. That means we're left with sinners running for office. And so we have to make a choice. Which sinner will we choose? Because to sit at home when we have an option where one of those candidates, one of those sinning candidates is a pro-life, pro-constitution, pro-freedom, pro-patriotic candidate, I believe we have the responsibility to go out and vote for that man or that woman. If they are born again, what a plus that they're on the ballot and we need to vote for them. Will they be perfect as we look at their history? Nope. Will they be perfect in their um, manner in which they ran for office? Nope. If they get elected, which I hope in every case across this land they do, will they be perfect while they're in authority and power? Nope. They won't be. All right? But for you to sit at home and not vote for a pro-life, pro-freedom of religion, pro-constitution, uh, American-loving patriot, for you not to vote for that type of individual is, is wrong. It's just flat-out wrong. You will not find a perfect candidate, and therefore you need to make a choice. Now, if both candidates in your district uh, of your state or a country are both uh, abortion-loving, freedom-squelching individuals, then I understand you may not be able to vote for either one. And frankly, I got to tell you, I wouldn't vote for either one myself. I have one rule, and that is I will not vote for anyone that is a pro-abortion, one that agrees with killing babies in the womb. I won't do it. I don't care if they're the most conservative fiscal individuals. I don't care how much they say they love our country. They may have made every right decision on foreign policy. I don't care. And if you're in that camp, I completely understand it. And as you now know, agree with that. But having said that, that's rarely the case today. And so there's a reason for you to get out of bed and to get out of your house and go to your voting uh, a place on, on uh, the first Tuesday in November in 2022. And um, I just uh, hope that everyone that has that ability to vote will do so. Listen, again, 20, up to 25% of evangelical Christians did not vote in the last presidential election. Do you know if they did? And if they overwhelmingly voted for Donald Trump, he'd be the president today? And you would not have hundreds of millions of dollars being sent to Planned Parenthood so that they can murder babies? In New York State, we have a man by the name of Lee Zeldin running against a woman sitting in the governor's office right now by the name of 
Kathy Hochul. Kathy Hochul, pure and simple, is evil. She is in desperate need, as are all that don't have Christ. She is in desperate need for a Savior. And until she runs to Jesus, admitting that she's a sinner and needs her sins covered, which has been provided for by him on the cross, as he shed his blood for the sins of the world, she will find she will find forgiveness and freedom in Jesus Christ. She will become a child of the living God, and as opposed to what the world says, which is seeing is believing, her eyes will be opened such that believing will be seeing. She will see the error of her ways. She will see that abortion is murder. And all the things that she is doing wrong, she will repent of, hopefully, coming to faith, and turn around. But until that time takes place, and let's pray that it takes place in her life, until that time takes place, she is making evil decisions and she is forcing those evil decisions on everyone in New York State. She forced the continual closing of virtually all businesses in New York State. She forced the firing of every healthcare worker that refused to get the jab for COVID-19, which as time is going on now, we find was a very bad decision because the jabs aren't doing what they're supposed to be doing. She is uh, spending up to $25 million to bring women from states that are more pro-life and more restrictive to abortions to bring them across the border into New York State and provide them with free uh, medical, uh, I won't say care, but free medical procedures um, to kill their babies in the womb. She's spending your tax dollars and my tax dollars as a New York State resident to bring women across the border, the New York State border, to kill their babies. It's insanity. She has agreed to um, bail reform. She has, you know, so that now um, people that have been arrested for misdemeanors and some felonies are released without any bail whatsoever. And they're back out on the street, able to go right back to the exact same location that they were at if they wanted to and commit the same crime again, over and over and over again. Look at some video cases of those that are being mauled by criminals on the streets, those that are being uh, tremendously and horrifically pounded almost to death and in some case to death in the subways of New York City. It is a city out of control and she's in control of that city. Crime is up everywhere in New York State thanks to Kathy Hochul. COVID uh, restrictions have destroyed many, many, many small businesses across this state. We are in dire need for good health care workers and yet they can't apply their job in New York State, however willing they are, if they haven't gotten a jab, because she won't let them work in any medical uh, community whatsoever, including um, nursing homes. Think of all the elderly that died in nursing homes through COVID 
because of poor decisions made by Democrats. Think now of the fact that there's at least one author in the Atlantic Monthly magazine, along with others, that are crying out that we just forgive them and have amnesty for all the wrong decisions they made on COVID. Well, I'll tell you what. They need forgiveness. There's no doubt about it. But to just blatantly say we're going to forgive you and erase the past for what you did to freedom-loving uh, small business owners and freedom-loving citizens of your states, I got news for you. We have an opportunity to change that by voting for Lee Zeldin in this upcoming election. Lee Zeldin will not shut down New York State. Lee Zeldin will allow non-jabbed workers to go back to work in the healthcare industry. Lee Zeldin will allow you, if you are a law-abiding citizen with a permit to carry a handgun, he will allow you to once again carry that handgun to protect yourself and others, including your family, against criminals if necessary. He will open the floodgates of the freedom that freedoms that we have lost over the course of the last decade due to uh, Andrew Cuomo, who could have been the worst governor we ever had, except for the fact that Kathy Hochul took over for him when he resigned. This is a big election, and we also need to elect pro-life assemblymen and women and senators into the New York State um, legislature. That's our responsibility. We cannot sit home. Those of us that love Jesus, that love his word, that love this country, that love the Constitution, that love the freedoms that this Constitution gave us, need to have sensible people at the helm in our state and in our country. And that means that we have the opportunity to make that change this year. And we absolutely, positively need to do it. Why would you want to live under the iron fist of Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, Chuck Schumer, Nancy Pelosi, Kathy Hochul, and the others in New York State, Letitia James as the Attorney General. Vote them out this November and vote in those that stand behind the same values that we have, including freedom of religion. So, that's my plea with everyone that hears this podcast, especially for those that are born-again evangelical Christians that scratch their head and wonder who to vote for. I hope I've made a case that it's very important. It is incredibly important that you go out and vote and vote for the pro-life candidates of your choice. All right? God bless you, and um, may this country turn back to having a fear of God and his word. And when we do that, righteousness exalteth a nation. So saith the word of God. God bless you. Bye-bye.